exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. The Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. Dave Harinku here with you. Be your host as usual for the next hour. As always, my lovely co-host Megan to my left. Megan, how you doing on this Hallows Day? <laughs> I'm doing good. That's good. And doing anything for Halloween this weekend? Oh, this weekend? Not really. I actually, lame as I sound, I stayed in most of the weekend. So did I. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just didn't feel like doing anything. It's like, I kind of, sometimes at this point, it's like, am I getting too old to really go out and do this? <laughs> I don't think I was too old. I just don't think I felt like it. just didn't feel anything. like it. I mean, it was that too. I mean, the weather was very, eh. I mean, of course, it had that yeah, Halloween feel cold. to it. It's cold, wet, windy, and it's like, you know, I've been doing this for seven years. This is going to sound bad, but I don't know how a girl survived this weekend without frostbite. I know. <laughs> I, every year, I think that. It shocks me what they go out. And... Last year wasn't terrible. This year was cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely was cold. And, yeah, I mean, I hope everyone out there had a very nice weekend. Um, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people celebrated Halloween this Friday and Saturday, even maybe Sunday. But today is Halloween, so it'll be a ghoulish show uh, for everyone out there. Hope everyone had a safe weekend as well um, and did not go crazy after this Michigan State game Saturday afternoon because it was something else. But we do have a lot to talk about on today's show. We will be discussing Michigan State losing to Nebraska here in uh, what was uh, an embarrassing beatdown in uh, so many words. Uh, we'll also get to some other college football games around the country, break them down a little bit. And we'll definitely get to our Detroit Lions beating down the Broncos and Tim Tebow, uh, which was a great win for Detroit to go into their bye week. We'll get into that. Also, Detroit Red Wings have lost four consecutive games for the first time since 2008. Now five and four. Where they're headed. They actually just had a big extension contract signing today. We'll get to that. Little NBA news for you. NASCAR. Um, you know, a little Halloween fun stuff. We got it all. Don't forget the phone number. 517-432-3893 is your number. Call an all show about whatever you want. We'd love to discuss it. And we're going to start, though, with the Michigan State Spartans. And, you know, this is a team that just came off a very emotional, a very, a very gutsy win against Wisconsin the week before. If we all, I, I don't think anyone has forgotten, but, you know, the Hail Mary at the end that Keith Nickel catches, barely breaking the plane, goes to review, we win the game. Um, you know, 3-0 and on the month after beating Ohio State at Ohio State, beating Michigan down here at home, and then beating the number six team in the country in Wisconsin. Um, this month was looking very magical in a lot of ways. Um, this team really looking to make that push. And they finished it off with a very tough game at Nebraska. Uh, we all knew going into this game it was going to be very difficult. I don't think anyone thought that just because we had beaten Wisconsin and Wisconsin had you know, beaten down Nebraska that we were going to walk in to Nebraska and just beat them there in Lincoln. I don't think anyone thought that. But at the same time, I don't think anyone thought that this game would be as lackluster as it was. It was uh, embarrassing. It was pathetic. Um, it was a lot of things like that. Uh, Spartans lose 24-3 to is your final score, uh, only putting up three points. The last time the Spartans put up three points was against the Nebraska Cornhuskers in 2001. So almost a decade since we've had seen this anemic uh, offensive output. And, you know, I just want to get right into it, Megan. Um, this was a game where, you know, Michigan State came out strong. Uh, their first drive was looking good. They were moving the ball, running the ball effectively, which is uh, something that, you know, you wanted to see more throughout the game. Cousins throws a pick, 
And before you know it, they return to Tower 25, and it just starts to unravel a little bit from there. The game was 10-3 to at the half, but the third quarter, this whole game got away from us. Uh, what are you taking out of this game? I mean, from last week, I think we knew that that emotional win would have it take a toll. But what a, honestly, again, pathetic performance It's so many. I mean, it just really was uh, pathetic. They had zero penalties last week, and this week they had nine penalties for 90 yards. I mean, how, how do we make sense of this game? That was the big thing that really, really bothered me was our penalties. Just I feel like everything was just penalty, penalty, penalty. I don't know. I, I, I have to say that was a very pathetic performance on their part. There were some good par- good parts. There were some very horribly bad parts. Yes. Um, Nebraska also made a lot of mistakes, too. The thing is, we just didn't know how to work with them. Yep. And that's the thing, is they need to know how to do that. Um, co- coming from last weekend with Wisconsin to this weekend with Nebraska, though, it, even the commentators said it, We and you've said it, it's called Murderer's Row. That's yep. what you keep calling it. You know, we played... You know, Michigan, we played Wisconsin, Nebraska uh, before, I don't even remember. Yeah, Ohio State Ohio to start State. the month, yep. Ohio State who beat Wisconsin. I mean, come yeah. on now. Wisconsin, I um, mean, yeah, Ohio State looking better and better week to week. Oh, yeah, and that's that's the thing is it, I think it finally caught up to us. Yeah. We go to we go to Nebraska, and that's how I was talking to my friend um, because we play Minnesota this weekend and Iowa the weekend after that. My friend goes to the University of Iowa. Um, he's He said this was going to be the weekend that – we prove how we are on the road because he wasn't still completely convinced. We haven't beat Iowa since what nineteen eighty nine. I think it was eighty nine. Yep. And so, and you know what? That's the thing is they they didn't do it. I was telling you earlier on the show uh, or before the show, sorry that that was Kirk Cousins' probably worst performance of the year. It may um, be worse as a Spartan almost. The big thing was third down conversions. That was terrible. We could not convert on third downs, and those eventually caught up and they killed us. And that's why we lost and only scored one field goal, and that's yeah. the only points we had on the board. I mean, Three for 14 yeah, that's on third terrible. down conversions. Um, that is terribly aw- Again, Nebraska didn't play a great game. Um, they really no. didn't. You look at their total offensive output, they only had 270 total yards of offense. I mean, our defense did a pretty good job at really containing them. You know, a nice goal line stand to force them to a field goal there at the end of the first quarter. Um, you know, they did a good job, I'd say, defensively most of the way. The problem is, I think the defense did get kind of gassed. Mm-hmm. I think they were on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we speak of the penalties. A lot of these penalties were for first downs is the problem. There are a lot on third downs where we have them at a point where we can stop them, get the ball back, and really put together a drive, and it would be a, you know, a face mask on Bell or you know four or five separate false start penalties that just move the chains for Nebraska without them having to do anything. And I think when you hand over first downs like that to a team that really wasn't having too much success, they couldn't throw the ball. They ran the ball all day. Taylor Martinez only passed 13 times, seven completions for 80 yards. One pick, one touchdown. He didn't do much, okay? It was really all of Burkhead, their boy, Rex Burkhead, ran for 130 yards, but 35 carries. So, again, let's not say that's amazing. He averaged 3.7 yards a carry. My question is, why did we get away from the running game? And I guess that's what angers me is that, you know, we were running the ball effectively to start the game off. It's something that State talks about week to week. D'Antonio, Dan Rouchard, we always talk about, okay, we're going to establish the run so we can set up the pass. Well, why did they get away from it so fast? And it just boggles my mind that they, you know, with guys like Bell Baker, I mean, I know Caper went down because of an injury early, but we have solid running backs. Even Martin can run the ball decent, and we just got away from it. And that just is what really upsets me because obviously the passing game wasn't working. Right. Okay, Kirk Cousins, he had bad, you know, accuracy problems. They had good double coverage downfield. B.J. Cunningham didn't make a catch all game. 41 straight games he had had a reception, and he didn't in this game. So obviously their secondary was locking in on our wide receivers, our tight ends, and yet we cons- 
constantly decide, we'll run the ball once, and then we'll try to pass it two, three times, and then, okay, punt. Let's punt it again. And it just, that, that upset me. I just thought the game plan offensively was terrible by Dan Rashard. I think that we've seen this throughout this season in the Notre Dame game, and even in games that we have squeaked out, that I don't think our offensive game plan is always that sound. Mm-hmm. And I think it really shows at times with this team that, you know, when things, when they have a certain game plan and it's not working, they tweak it so fast instead of sticking with the original plan. Okay, stick with running the ball. They gave up running the ball so quick that they decide, I mean, you're only down 10 to 3 at the half. This isn't a 21 point deficit. This is not something that we need to, okay, we have to go through the air because we don't have a lot of time left on the clock. That third quarter was disgusting. They had seven offensive plays the entire quarter. The entire quarter. That, that to me, is really inexcusable. And, again, the defense made their mistakes at times with poor penalties that did consistently you know, continue drives for Nebraska. Okay, they had a 14-play drive. They had a 12-play drive that both resulted in touchdowns there in the third quarter that essentially completely took the game away from Michigan State. Okay, now you're looking at a log jam in the Legends division. Michigan State wins this game. They control their own destiny completely. All the way out, they'll have the tiebreaker with Nebraska. They'd have the tiebreaker with Michigan. And they'd pretty much be primed for a Big Ten title game. Now, they still do have a chance at the Big Ten title game. I'm not knocking that. I'm not taking it away. It's not like they're. I'm saying because of this loss, they're done. They're out. By no means. They do have an easy schedule the rest of the way. Nebraska does not. Nebraska does have to play Michigan at Michigan. So at least one of those two teams will suffer at least one more loss in the Big Ten. But now we're all knotted up at 3-1 and one and 3-1 and one and 3-1 and one in the conference, in the Legends division with Nebraska and Michigan. And it's going to create for a very, very interesting finish. Do you think Michigan State can run the table here? Because I really believe they need to. Uh-huh. I think they need to run the table. Do you think they can do that and get that spot for the Big Ten title game December 3rd? It's more than possible. I mean, their schedule isn't near. Isn't really that bad. No, it's not at all. They played the, This month was their, their tough schedule. Yeah, I mean, they have Minnesota, Iowa, uh, is it Indiana, and Northwestern? Yep. That's not bad at all. I mean, the only one I only ones I'm kind of worried about are Iowa and maybe Northwestern. Yep, exactly. And Minnesota shouldn't be a problem. Indiana shouldn't be a problem. Not at all. Uh, and the thing no. is, they just need to overcome whatever happened last year at Iowa and just be better, and whatever happened this weekend and just be better, and just beat the crap out of Minnesota. Get a little bit more confidence back in yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, beat the crap out of them. Now, by some stroke of the football gods, Minnesota did win this weekend. Um, I can't believe it. They, they beat Iowa. I don't know how they did it, but they won 22-21 was your final score there. Iowa losing to Minnesota, which it seems like I made it up. seems like a joke. But, uh, you know, we do have Minnesota at home here on Saturday. We're 28-point favorites right now by Vegas. Again, this should be a game where, you know, you can bounce back. You play a lower echelon-type school. You can gain some confidence back, like you said. Work on what you did wrong. What really surprises me is that you can be so disciplined to have zero penalties the week before, and then be flagged nine times for 90 yards the next week. I mean, I wasn't expecting Michigan State to go 0-0 zero and zero again with penalties. That's ridiculous. But nine, and very egregious penalties, very ill-timed penalties. I mean, where, where did the concentration go? I mean, were these guys just that drained from the previous three weeks? I mean, do you think they were just that completely drained that they just weren't there mentally at all? I mean, it just seemed to me out there. They, they even seemed they seemed lackadaisical. They didn't seem like they wanted it a lot of the game. They felt like the game was going to come to them, and they didn't come and snatch it. 
I I don't know. Quite possibly it could be, but do I think that's the main reason? No. Not the main reason. No, I, I I can say that's part of the reason, maybe. Um, I don't know if they went in with big heads after that win. I don't know if they were tired. I don't know if they just didn't know what they were doing and just looked like a high school football team, which they kind of did. Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't, I don't know. It could be just a, a plethora of things, especially when you have a team that's as large as a football team. You know, one person's head could be in this place and the other person's could be here. And then the whole offensive that's line true. could be in a, another world or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, you, you, there's like one or two things you can pinpoint for a loss. And the thing is, they, they just didn't play. No, That's all I can say. They just didn't play. No, without a doubt. And, you know, here's a quote from uh, Coach D'Antonio regarding these penalties, and especially the unforced penalties. And he says, quote, It is disappointing when you have unforced penalties, offsides penalties. They're hard to try to get us to jump. That's part of the game, too. We had four or five of those, too many. Things are happening on the field, and they call a face mask on us. I don't know whether it is or it isn't, but these are calls that are gray area calls, and they'll go one way or another. And we have to deal with that and move forward, end quote. And that's the thing. You, you need to just – you can't be blaming refs for penalties that you think you're getting screwed on. You play the football game, and it's not the ref's fault when you're jumping off sides. Okay, you can always have a questionable personal foul penalty. You can always have a questionable face mask, whatever it may be, you know, roughing the passer, whatever it is. Offsides is it's black and white. You just – you know, the hard count, they got you with it time and time again. And Michigan State going forward, again, good thing they are playing Minnesota here coming up this Saturday. Should be a nice game for them to bounce back with. The thing that bothers me is is this top three in the Legends standings is we are better than Michigan. Yeah, they're higher in the standings than we are technically. Technically. Because they're 7-1. But I don't know. I mean, technically they are. But, I mean, again, Michigan's going to have a tough rest of the way. Again, we played our tough schedule. Now they can play theirs. Uh, Looking at Nebraska the rest of the way forward, they'll play Northwestern this Saturday at home. Then they're going to have two very tough games back-to-back. They're going to be at Penn State and at Michigan. Uh, those two games are really, really going to be tough for Nebraska. They'd be tough for any school. You know, you got to travel to Penn State, a team that is quietly somehow eight and one and five and zero in the conference. It's ridiculous. Um, they, yeah, they are playing phenomenal. Uh, they're, they're playing great. Uh, North, I mean, Penn State is so quietly leading the, the um, being on top of the leaders division. Um, I don't know how they've done it. Now they've done very well with uh, you know quarterbacks that we all have question marks about whether you know McGloin and Bolden and McGloin's played well. He really has. You want to look at Michigan the rest of the way. Michigan's going to be at Iowa this coming Saturday. Then they'll be at Illinois, Nebraska, and Ohio State. So Michigan's got a very, very difficult rest of the way. Um, I, you know, now you look at Ohio State. I know we talked about earlier in the season, you know, team, oh, this could be a 7-5 and team this year. And they still could. But they just had an amazing upset against Wisconsin, a game that I think in a lot of ways rivaled our game against Wisconsin with just the crazy finish, Ohio State getting up early, and Nebraska again. I mean, not Nebraska, excuse me, Wisconsin fighting their way back to, you know, pretty much give themselves a chance to win. Before you know it, somehow Braxton Miller throws a 40-yard touchdown uh, pass with 20 seconds left for Ohio State to win this game. So, nonetheless, Nebraska and Michigan have a tough road ahead of them. Uh, Michigan State... 